I remember it like it happened yesterday, even if it has been over 45 years. The day was sunny, it was fresh. The air smelled of dead leaves and freshly cut grass. A lovely autumn day, somewhere around the middle of October, when Quebecers would cut their grass one last time before the cold season. I was visiting family on that side of the border for the Canadian Thanksgiving. It was around that date. Since I had eaten three times my weight in turkey, mashed potatoes, and gravy on the previous night, well, I thought a little exercise would do me some good. I ate a late breakfast, packed a small bag with water, energy bars, and a first aid kit just in case. Then I told my family I was going for a short hike. My family lives in Ottawa, near a popular spot called Penny Forest. It's a beautiful place to take walks and a hike, and you don't need to be a great hiker either. It's a family-friendly spot with trails wide enough to accommodate walkers, bikes, and in winter, well, I heard they even allow snowmobiles there. It's mostly a few kilometers of walk in the woods, small wooden bridges, creeks, and fresh air. Nothing too fancy, but in autumn, it's a breathtaking sight. The tree leaves range in color from yellow to red passing by the most vivid oranges, creating a stark but fantastic contrast with the blue sky. I've been there a few times, and trust me, this is one of my favorite places in the world. And so, with that all said and done, I drove about 20 minutes to get there, parked, and stared at the trail entrance fondly. It's not even pretty or anything. Literally just a couple of 2 by 4s nailed together to show that the trail begins there. I picked up my bag and started, but not without taking a whiff of that clean forest air. You could just tell the difference between town and Penny Forest after a single inhale. I walked past the entrance, ready for an hour or two of hiking in the forest. and I already knew the place by heart since I'd walked there so often. At least... Once a year, to be frank. Unless the weather didn't permit it, that is. But I was graced with sunny days on the day after the feast these last few years. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. Though I could ramble about Penny Forest and how great it is for hours. I wanted to talk to you about the thing I saw. Now, what I'm about to tell you is not easy to take in. I haven't told this story to many people because I know what it sounds like. I want to say I trust you as well, but I'm not convinced that you'll believe me. I don't need you to believe me, but I'd appreciate it if you did not judge me insane. The first thing that I have to say is that it was walking around in plain sight, around seven or 800 feet away from me utterly unbothered about the world. Maybe my timing was just terrible that day, and I happened to walk into another dimension. Now, I still don't know how to explain what I saw, but I promise I'll try my best to describe it as I saw it. it stood approximately at 5 foot 10. Its back was arced, and it walked with a cane. It was wearing a long brown robe and a hood, so I couldn't see its face at all. From the side, 
I thought it was an older man or a monk of some sort. It was also walking across the trail, not following it. Naturally, I called out to it. You see, at the time, I had an uncle who was suffering from dementia. He was living in a medical center specialized in Alzheimer's disease and receiving appropriate treatments. So when I saw what I thought was a lost older man, I thought about him. I wanted to help, so I called out to it, but it flatly ignored me and kept walking across the damn trail. If I left him to his own device, I feared that he would get lost in the forest and die. Penny might not be the thickest, densest forest, but you could still get lost, especially if you're a frail old man with degenerative brain disease. As I said, he was still a bit of a distance from me, so my eyes just, you know, saw something they could believe in. They could believe an older man got lost in the forest, but they were not ready for what I was about to see. My breakfast was light, so I broke into a small jog to close the distance, about 200 to 250 meters, so it wasn't going to take me more than a minute to get to him. But the closer I got, the more I thought my eyes were betraying me. First, it wasn't walking, and it certainly wasn't holding a cane. Also, it wasn't wearing a hood and long brown robe. I stopped at about a hundred feet and blinked a few times, convinced that my eyes were playing tricks on me, but they weren't. There was a limb sticking out of that old man's chest, and it was dragging it forward. Crack. Crack. Thump. The sound it made as it walked was leagues away from what a human would sound like. First, the rear limbs straightened, bones cracking until they reached the position they wanted. Then, the limb from the chest stretched and stabbed the ground ahead of the creature, who then dragged itself a foot or two before repeating the same process. Crack. Crack. Thump. I didn't even know if that sound was bones. And I can't call the straightening limbs legs because they look nothing like that. What I thought to be a robe looked like an excess of skin and weight falling from the creature's bony backside, which covered most of its body. Think of someone who weighs 600 pounds and loses weight real fast. That kind of excess skin. As I got closer... I also realized the rear limbs looked like inverted legs, with knees bending backward and cracking monstrously as the limbs stretched, probably due to that excess of skin and fat tissue around its body. I could also see the anatomy of its spine in vivid detail as I got closer, every thoracic vertebra protruding from the skin like tiny, disgusting spikes. Every time the creature dragged itself forward, I was sure the spine would break the skin. I could see the veins through the overstretched beige-brown skin there. I'm also calling it skin. But it didn't look like human skin at all. It looked thick and dry. It had cracks. 
and the area around the backbones was the entire opposite, looking smooth and thin and easy to break. I didn't know how something like that could be alive. I couldn't even hear it breathe. I mean, did it even breathe? One thing for sure, it couldn't hear me. I'd called out to it earlier, and it didn't even stop its death march towards its destination. It just kept dragging itself forward. I bet it didn't even feel my presence as I stared at it in disbelief. I became the protagonist of a horror movie for a second, and I did something idiotic. I walked around, and I stood right in front of it, wanting to see its face, wanting to know if that thing was somehow human, and if it indeed needed help. It didn't sound like it was in pain, but hell, it looked like it was in pain. Maybe it was the whole dragging itself forward with one limb and then cracking of the others. But nothing happened. I stood in front of the thing, looking for a head, looking for a face, and it did nothing. It even kept walking forward, either expecting me to move away were planning to move at the last second to avoid me. I stared into what I thought was a hood before, but what I saw left me even more perplexed. Nothing. I saw nothing. All I found was a bunch of folds into that disgusting, dry, cracked, thick skin. No eyes, no nose, no mouth, no ears or antenna. Nothing. I couldn't even possibly tell if it was its ass or its goddamn head. The thing looked like nothing I'd ever seen before, whether human or animal. I was so confused about this existence that I started to think someone was playing a prank on me. I didn't want to touch the thing to confirm it, but I also couldn't just walk away and pretend nothing was happening here. I felt my stomach tighten as it dragged itself closer to me and watched in utter disgust as one of the folds on its face wobbled. I took a sidestep and kept staring as it walked past me, completely ignoring me once again. I don't know why, but something broke inside me. There I was, staring at the back, at least I thought it was the back, of something so otherworldly couldn't begin to rationalize it, and all I could think about was that I was afraid. Despite it ignoring me entirely, I was terrified of that thing. I didn't think about my family. I didn't even think about anyone else. I just felt like this thing was a danger. In a sense, humans are pathetically fragile working up themselves and their paranoia to the point they'll attack anything they don't understand. And that's precisely what I did. I grabbed the nearest thing I could find that could be used as a weapon, and I attacked that creature. I used a large rock and started by slamming it against its spine, where the skin looked the easiest to break. But the rock slid off the thing's back, as if I just tried to hit something covered in extra slippery oil. I threw the rock at it in terror, aiming for the back of the leg, and it hit, but it didn't even seem to bother the creature in the least. 
did not even stop to look at me. And it wasn't only because of the lack of eyes, but it was still acting as if I wasn't even there. This massive slab of unidentified meat just kept moving forward, completely unbothered. And well, I lost my marbles. I grabbed the thick, broken branch and attacked again. I tried to stab the flab on its sides, but the branch broke. I grabbed more rocks, branches, but I had yet to touch it myself. I didn't want to. Even the feeling of my weapons getting in contact with that thing raked me with spasms fueled by disdain. Everything about that creature made me nauseous and terrified. And the more I attacked it, the more I realized nothing I could do would affect it in any way. It was like I was attacking the air. Even though I felt every hit to this creature, I was absolutely non-existent completely inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. It just needed to keep moving forward. After 15 or 20 minutes or so I assume of beating on this creature with everything I had, I hadn't even put a single scratch on it. I was panting heavily, and there it was. It was moving forward, toward wherever it was heading. I felt like this thing and I were on entirely different planes of existence, and I hadn't touched it yet. Frustrated, terrified, and still confused, I finally cracked and touched it. I slammed my fist into its side, and it stopped. I don't think I ever felt this cold this fast in my life. When my skin connected to it, my blood turned to ice, and the thing stopped moving. I felt an electric discharge shake me to my core, my whole body trembling as cold sweat dripped down my backside. My closed fist became wet. At the same time this was happening, my mouth fell agape and dried up, and I felt like my heart was about to stop right then and there. Now, I still hadn't put a single scratch on it and it was likely that my fist hadn't done any damage either, but the skin contact might have been the thing to alert it to my presence. I went from pure undiluted frustration to sheer terror in .2 seconds. Five seconds passed, but I swore it felt like an hour. Crack, crack, thump. It started moving again. I fell on my knees, it took the breath I didn't know I was holding, and nearly passed out. My body shook for a solid two minutes, and I hunched forward, ready to throw up what little I had for breakfast. My vision was spinning, and there were dark spots everywhere. My hand buried into the ground as I tried to regain a semblance of control over my body and senses but I felt like a guy who just narrowly avoided falling off a cliff to his death. And again, it kept dragging itself forward as I realized my entire body was wet with cold sweat. I could feel my shirt sticking to my back, the light breeze painfully cold now that I was covered in it. My lips quivered, and even though I had no mirror to see myself in, I was pretty sure all colors had drained from me. 
It took another minute before I could move from my position and trust myself not to be sick. I turned my head and stared at it again, and I didn't stop until it was out of my field of sight. I think I remained on my knees for half an hour, because that's how slow that thing was dragging itself forward, and I was still sawed in half by fear. It took all of my energy to stand up, drink some water, and walk back to the trail. I hadn't made it far from the path, thanks to the speed at which the thing moved. I followed the trail back to my car, but I still felt cold to the bone. I went back home, took an hour-long warm shower, and went to bed. I skipped dinner that night and barely had anything the next day for breakfast. I had my family worried. Eventually, I told them I saw a bear and I thought I was about to die. I told them a grand story about how I had to fake death and hope for the bear to leave me alone, which it did after a while. But I was never attacked. I couldn't tell them what I saw, and though I told you, I still can't tell you for sure what I had seen. All I know is that it was walking in plain sight. It didn't care about me. And it was the most terrifying and awkward experiences in my entire 72 years of existence in this realm. <laughs>